Standby alert. Death Star approaching. Evacuate? In our moment of triumph? I think you overestimate their chances. Pick one up, watch it! I can't see it! Strap yourselves in and lock your S foils in attack position. We're going in and we're going in full throttle. It's trench run. My name is Nick Lapola. I'm also here with Brian. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. And I'm also here with uh, Kenny. How are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing, guys? I'm good. Doing excellent. So, uh, how is your uh, how's your guys' day going? How was your uh, you guys getting sleep after seeing Star Wars last night? I did. I had to go home and uh, get some sleep, and then get up and go watch it again. Well, I didn't go that far, but I watched it and I dreamt about it, and then I woke up. <laughs> you woke up, so. I'm guessing you guys both enjoyed it then. I we, definitely enjoyed it, and and let me add, it's a good thing that you woke up. Yeah, it's definitely a good I know, thing that I woke up. Right? Yeah, because we wouldn't be doing this podcast right now. I mean, well, even though it only we, took we us like would. an hour to we figure would. out we, how to get this stupid thing to work, but uh, we would still be doing it, so, just not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we probably would have been done by now, but uh, so um, just to let everyone know, you know, this is it's a podcast about Star Wars. It's about you know, three guys, three friends hanging out, you know, a couple of people who have no idea of or never really been into Star Wars. Some people have, some people middle of the road. So, you know, hopefully by the end of the podcast, you know, as we get a little further along, maybe uh, we'll teach you a little bit of something and learn a little bit of something about ourselves. So pretty much today we're going to do uh, kind of introductions. This is the first podcast, first episode. We'll kind of, you know, tell everybody about what's going on and whatnot. And then uh, we'll kind of just shoot into Last Jedi since it pretty much premiered last night. So, as you guys are probably aware of, you know, especially you, Brian, we've been pretty excited for Last Jedi for a long time. I know I have because it's been Ryan Johnson is the director of it. And I'm... What's that? It's been two years. Two years we've been waiting. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you know, I wasn't the hugest fan of uh, Force Awakens, but you know, like I said, with Brian Johnson no and after Looper and everything, I couldn't be more excited for this movie. But I have no issues with the Force Awakens. None. None. None whatsoever. Not even with it being like similar to A New Hope. I. It's. What it is, what it is. Like they needed to do that to draw the fans back in. Like uh, your casual fans, your people who hated the prequels. They needed to. They needed that similarity. So I, I have no issues with it. I got it. Yeah, I mean it's a good movie. Introduce characters, but uh, like I said, we'll talk when we get in the last Jedi. I'll I'll talk about how I feel that the uh, the four main characters or the four main new characters, how how much the level's been raised on their characters themselves, and you know, their uh, and, and how they've been uh, utilized. So, and I'm sure that we can get into uh, how how there's similarities to Empire Strikes Back in this movie and. <laughs> Return oh yeah, yeah. There's whatever. definitely that. So, so but uh, it is we'll it do is. that a little bit later. Um, uh, Kenny, you're allowed to speak to whenever you feel like. So, well, uh, no, I, I agree. I enjoyed the last two. Uh, I'm a little bit of a newer Star Wars fan. Uh, I know we'll cover that a little bit later, but uh, you know, you guys definitely have more knowledge of the franchise than I do. 
Yeah, we'll uh, we'll basically put you as like Brian the Philadelphia Phillies on the Cleveland Indians, and Kenny's like the uh, we just made a Miami today, Marlins, the, you know, the new guy. Just made a trade today, by the way. Congratulations. Did you now? Who'd you trade? Uh, we traded Cleveland and Philadelphia. Oh yeah, actually, I've been so busy today, I didn't even realize it was a trade. I thought that was all done with. Carlos Santana is a Philly now. Oh yeah, Santana's a Philly. Are yes. you serious? Yes. Damn it. <laughs> We, just, we can't get we can't we can't help ourselves. Okay, oh back, back to Star Wars. Now, we get to off Star Wars. topic. Yeah, so let's basically talk about you know how we got into, how we individually got into Star Wars. Um, Brian, as the I'm kind of the middle of the road fan. You're pretty much the Uber fan because you read all the books, you watch all the TV shows, stuff like that. What is your first remembrance of uh, seeing Star Wars or reading Star Wars or? How do you, how did you how did you worm your way into like what was the thing that set you on the path to to loving this series like most people now do? Okay, so for me, I, I mean, for a lot of people, it's going to the theater in 1977 and seeing Star Wars and blah blah blah. However, for me, I was born in 1977, so I obviously did not see the movie in the theater when it came out. Um, for me, uh, you mean you mean your parents weren't like. Most parents today, where they take their uh, crying baby to the theater and it ruins it for everyone. No, no, not at all. Um, I like as a as a kid, I, I my parents did not take me to the theater much at all. Like the first movie I saw in the movie theater was E. T. in nineteen eighty two. So. Oh man, I wasn't even. I think I was just. I wasn't even born for that. So yeah, so that E. T. was the first movie I saw in the theater. For Star Wars. I saw it somewhere between 82 and 83. 1982, it, it was when it was released on VHS. 1983 is when it was on HBO. So I'm not sure. Somehow, the way it happened for me was my mom, I remember my mom coming in and like we, we were one of the first, like we had a VCR early, like, I don't know, some somewhere between oh, 80. Oh, one, one, of those, one of those rich folks, huh? Like in, I, when he says in Back to the Future, oh, man, they have VCR, two televisions. Wow. <laughs> I guess. Um, <laughs> so like 82, 83, somewhere around there, um, we had a VCR. And I remember my mom coming and saying, hey, I got this movie. You might like it. So she popped it in the VCR and I, I sat down and I watched it. So I don't know if she – I'm guessing it had to be HBO. So 83 mm-hmm. probably be because we didn't have two VCRs. Yet. Has HBO been that around that long? Yeah, yeah like check it Holy out. Like shit. this, there's uh, this like I don't know HBO intros on YouTube from like '83. Uh, but anyway, oh, I miss those intros. Anyways, go ahead, go ahead, so, go ahead. So yeah, so the first time I saw it had to be I'm guessing probably '83. So I saw it like recorded off of like an HBO kind of thing, and then I, I loved it. So I watched it all the time. I didn't have the action figures I didn't like I like if I would have had them I'd have played with them all the time but like I didn't so for me like no toys cuz by 83 I mean Jedi had just come out and um I think by 85 the toys like pretty much were gone so by the right. time I got into it 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 was already it like Star Wars was already kind of a thing of the past but I had a cousin who basically grown up for me was like my best friend. 
Uh-huh. And he had pretty much everything. All the figures, all the ships, everything. So if I went up to his place, it was like uh, it was like heaven. Like all like he had all the toys and everything. So like I could kind of play with him there. But uh, other than that, I didn't have any myself. Um, and then again, Empire. Like that that didn't come out on video until like eighty four, eighty five, something like that. So I wouldn't have seen Back Empire. Yeah, I wouldn't have I seen say Empire. back when videos were like a hundred dollars a piece. Yeah. Exactly. And I think uh I think Star Wars cost around like eighty bucks. And <laughs> like yeah, exactly. Um so I remember I remember like seeing uh seeing Empire Strikes Back. Like watching that um, on VHS, we rented it, watched it, and then I mean I don't know how soon after that I saw Jedi, but uh, same thing. Like that came out on video in '86, so like I didn't see Jedi till '86, and then I think like probably like summer of '87, like mm-hmm. uh, my sister and I would stay home by ourselves while my mom and dad went to work, and. Like during summer vacation, I think I watched Jedi like every every morning. Woke up every morning, had a toaster strudel, and watched Return of the Jedi. Man, you're such a nerd, man! Come on. <laughs> well, it was yeah, terrible. It was just like a ritual. I thought I was bad. <laughs> I, so I probably seen Return of the Jedi more than any other Star Wars movie, and it's not even my favorite. But like, I don't know. I guess when I was a kid, it was. Well, no, it's like, um, for instance, you know, back in, what, 2006, 2004, somewhere around there when we first met, you guys got me into baseball, and I wasn't really following baseball, but, you know, I followed the Indians a little bit, and all of a sudden I got into the Indians, and it was the same thing with, like, Return of the Jedi. Some people started giving me stuff from Return of the Jedi, and I started really watching it, and I really liked it, so it's so, uh So, yay or nay like, you know, A lot of people like Empire, but I really like Return of the Jedi just for... Maybe I'm have a soft spot for those stupid fucking Ewoks or something. I was, I was just gonna say, yay or nay on the Ewoks. Well, actually, uh, Ewoks that's don't where bother I me. In. I watched that fucking Ewok movie like seven hundred times when I was a kid. So that's where I come in. Actually, that's where I first got my uh, my first Star Wars experience was probably I don't know maybe eighty five, eighty six. Watching, you know, my my dad was a big Star Wars fan, so you know he would have it. He would put it on. And honestly, it was the it was the Ewoks, the thing that everybody hates, is what drew me to it for the first time. Like, oh wow, look at these little tiny bears, just doing <laughs> tiny weird, bears, <laughs> weird things on little in the forest. You know, I kind of relate to that growing up in the country, and I go out looking for Ewoks. But um, you know, that was kind of my first forte into the Star Wars universe. Um, I never really, you know, I didn't get into it at all, like Brian did. You know, it's kind of been a, I'm a late bloomer when it comes to Star Wars. You know, I haven't seen, you know, most of the, you know, the TV shows or the animated or things or the books or any of those things. I've seen the movies. I've seen so you're, the... You're mostly the casual fan, right? You're the, the one that... fan, right. Yeah, exactly. That would be me. Uh, maybe seen a handful of them once, but, you know, the ones that I like, I've seen maybe three or four times. Um, so, I mean, I kind of get the references, but I think I could definitely bring... A newer fan perspective to uh, mm. our podcast here. So, when something like Last Jedi comes out, do you get really excited for it, or do you sit there and talk to Brian for an hour and like, eh, I'll go, I'll see I if it's excited. any good. You're not anticipating, like me, I spent the whole year like listening to certain podcasts, 
fun, you know, delving into information, which I shouldn't be delving into because it kind of spoils the movie. Well, so. I didn't. I didn't listen to one single podcast, but I was I was excited just because, you know, a month ago or two months ago, whenever it was, when Brian came to me and said, "Hey, you want to go on December fourteenth to this, uh, you know, to the premiere?" I'm like, "Sure, I'm gonna see it anyway." But you know, I probably would have saw it next weekend, maybe. I mean, I definitely was seeing it. Did you? Uh, say, did you guys have good seats? We had a whole row. It was nice. Um, you got a whole row. Is it? Is it like the recliner seats uh, theater? Were, yes, it was. Uh, we had the whole row uh, of assigned seats. One of our friends didn't show, so we kind of got to sp- spread out a little bit. Both of us and our significant others um, were there, and it was you know we had the, like I said, pretty much the entire row, which was nice. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, we uh. We went to the theater last night, and the movie decided it wasn't going to start for like 20 minutes, and nobody could figure out what the problem was. And my friend, who's like two rows, two seats uh, next to me or whatever, he goes up there and just presses play on manually. He's <laughs> like, "There's a there's a booth projector manager up there, and everybody else is up there trying to figure this out." And he just goes up there and presses manual That's play on it, and just starts the damn thing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's uh, I mean, back to what we were talking about. I mean. Um, did you? Was there any characters, Ryan, that you grew up with that you finally like? You look back on you like that's a character that I will always hold you know dear in my heart and whatnot. Well, I think as a kid, like Han Solo was my favorite, but uh-huh. uh, as time went on, like uh, for whatever reason, like uh, around what two thousand five, I was a a big General Grievous fan. I mean, he had like. No, like barely any screen time. Didn't really accomplish a whole lot, but like I just I thought General Grievous was cool. I guess kind of like the uh, the Boba Fett fans, even though right. Well, he got his due in uh, what Clone Wars, the TV series. Yeah, I mean he had a lot of time in Clone Wars. Um, but speaking but, uh, of Clone Wars, like Captain Rex, Clone Wars, love him. So that's probably probably my top three. What uh, Rex, uh, Grievous, and uh, Han Solo? Yeah. Yeah, what about you, Kenny? Do you have any favorite characters? Do you like like uh Need Gnome or something like that or I mean that's over my head right there, but um really you know, like I said, I, I got and I can only say this as a kid, you know, there was the Ewoks that brought me into it. But you know, now as an adult really I don't I don't really have a favorite. I don't have, you know, many favorites of many things, but um you know, I, I really don't have a favorite. I enjoy everything that I watch on the screen, but I don't really pick favorites. Do you, do you like the Ewoks because you're about as tall as the Ewoks? I, I love it, yes. Give me little tiny bears. That's great. <laughs> like, I guess, I guess Brian, the people don't know, but, uh, I mean, I'm pretty familiar with what you read. Like, how much, how much have you read in your lifetime? Like, how many, like, books, comics, you know, all that, all that jazz? I mean, have I you, like, what is your overall knowledge of this series? Because I've read a few books, but I know you're way above me, so... I mean, like, from Heir to the Empire in 91 until, I don't know, probably, like, 2000, maybe, like, around the, maybe around the time Phantom Menace came out. I, I've mm. definitely read every comic, every book. I mean, obviously, that's 20 years ago now, so... I mean, I there's a lot of stuff I don't remember, but... I mean, I get it. Like, I... A lot of the legend stuff, I remember it. And then, well, like, does that does that bother you at all that the uh, legends or that all the stuff you read from what ninety one when Air of the Empire came out to two thousand twelve? I mean, there was 
very a lot. There's a lot of books that weren't great, but a lot of them were really good, like the Han Solo trilogy. Does it bother you still that they got rid of? They just turned it into basically a Legends, you know, alternate universe type of scenario. No, I mean, like some of it, like the Thrawn trilogy. I thought I love the Thrawn trilogy, just like everybody else out there, uh, you know, except for Kenny, who has no idea what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, But. that's why we need you, Kenny, so you can react. <laughs> He's the voice of the common man. But, <laughs> like, I, I don't have a problem with it. Like, if I have my choice between new movies or books that I've read 20 years ago, I'm going to take new movies. So if they need to, uh-huh. I mean, you're talking like 25 years of of books and history and all of that stuff. And... I mean, it spanned from basically the end. Five, what? Trusip at Koro was the first one, which took place months after, like, and I'm I'm basing this off memory. It could have taken place two days after the Battle of Endor, but I mean, it takes place almost right after the Battle of Endor, and and then you're going like. 30, 40, 50 years into the future. So your whole that whole time span is taken up by books that were written over this 25 year span. I mean, there's no way that you can you can do a sequel trilogy without stepping on what's already done. So I have no issue with it. Like I mean, yeah, it's good. I mean, you make good points. It's just it's aggravating when you spend, you know, I think I've re- I think over the course of like five years, I read everything from Tales from Most Eisley to uh, the Han Solo trilogy, which is one of my favorite series of all time, to the Air of the Empire series, uh, Battle Commando, or Republic Commando, sorry. And I don't know, it just it feels like sometimes like you spend all this time and effort. Yeah, it's cool to have the new trilogy, but it just like sometimes it feels like I don't know. It bothers me a little bit, but like I said, you know. With the way that the new trilogy, like there's some books they're putting out now, they're actually I've heard pretty good things about. I mean, unfortunately, I haven't read much of anything, but I don't know. It just it seems like the, I mean, they claim they're not going to use any of it, but you've seen pieces here and there of the series and of different books being used in the you know the new books and stuff like that. So maybe it's just me. I don't know. Yeah, I mean. They've they've brought Thrawn back with Rebels and some you know novels in the new canon, and and I've I pretty much I like comic books not so much anymore but the uh, the novels themselves I've I've stayed on top of the novels although at this point in my life I don't really have time I don't have a lot of time to sit down and like just read a book but I have a lot of commute time on my way to work so I'm. Well, yeah, you got them audio books, man. That's the best way to do it now. Yeah, but I I just feel like I'm cheating. You feel like you're cheating? In what way? Because I'm not actually reading. I'm just listening to to it. Do you go to your wife and go, oh, man, oh, man, I I, I just had a bad day because I I, I feel like I'm cheating on Star Wars. And she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, I'm not. And you're like, and you're like, uh, I just I listen to the audiobooks. I just don't read anymore. And she's like, "Well, did you learn the story?" I'm like, "Yeah." And you're like, "Yeah." And I'm like, "Well, then what's the problem?" I'm not. What's the problem? Cheating on Star Wars. Go back to go back to go back to your non-existence of Star Wars or something. You know. Anyhow, so like 
I'm, I'm pretty much caught up on the new canon novels, but I haven't actually read any of them, and I'm making finger quotes right now. He but is. You can't see that. He definitely is. <laughs> you, what, what's your favorite book in the new series, by the way? I would go with probably Dark Disciple. Disciple? Is that, is that the one with uh, Vader and the Palpatine? No. No. That is the one with Asajj Ventress. Oh, okay. Is, is that Asajj? Is that just have Kanan in it, does it? It doesn't have Kanan, but that was a good one. Okay. So I'm, I'm getting my books mixed up, apparently. Like I said, I haven't read any of the new books. <laughs> I was so. going to say, because I'm the only one that's read it. Well, not read, but I'm I know. the only one who's listened to any of them. So, no, well, but I mean, uh, uh... Dark Disciple was Asajj Ventress and uh, someone else. And I'm drawing a blank. Yeah, you sound like me trying to remember stuff. I'm like, I'm Googling frantically here. So, Kenny, uh, have you read any of the books, movies? Or not, you've seen the movies, but have you read any of the books at all? I have not. Are you a book-reading guy? Well, the only book, Star Wars-wise, that I've ever read or been or seen is the one that Brian gave me recently. It was kind of a, just a catch-up like, picture book that teaches you about all the characters uh, in the Star Wars universe. I've skimmed through that. So, if that's reading, then yes, I have read. I guess the picture book's just good. <laughs> <laughs> it's well i don't uh, have a lot of time either so <laughs> so oh yeah yeah we know it's a time it seems like anymore okay so, so what were you saying brian dark disciple after my frantic googling i now have refreshed my memory um quinlan okay. Voss and uh asajj ventress so quinlan Voss kind of goes undercover and like meets up with asajj ventress and it's basically like a whole like it was it was going to be um, Clone Wars episodes, but Clone Wars got canceled, so it just ended up in a novel. But anyway, so That's like it. as a Clone Wars fan, it was a good book. So that was my favorite of the canon books so far. Nick, what about you? What was your favorite character? What was my favorite character? Mm-hmm. God, uh, Yoda. Yoda, why is that? Yoda, 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 and uh, Yoda. Why? Now, why? I don't know. He's because he's uh, sarcastic and he's powerful and he knows everything. It seems like, and he kicks some major ass in the uh, prequels. Like he's about the only thing good with the Attack of the Clones movie. Oh, I feel so. <laughs> Killing me. We'll get to that point at you. some. We'll get to that at some point in the future episodes. What my my love for Yoda? Well, no, and, your, uh, your, your disdain for the prequels. <laughs> I, I don't. Okay, let's put it this way: I don't have disdain for him. I have issues with him. Um, I don't hate him as much as I used to because I really like Revenge of the Sith. Even though some of my friends, not you guys, some of my friends question my ability of liking Star Wars because I like Revenge of the Sith. Um, there are some decent parts in Attack of the Clones, but I always felt that Phantom Menace was leading you by the hand too much, and you know. Jar Jar and his stupid talking sometimes yeah, really annoyed me in that movie, but the the you know the duel the lightsaber fight at the end was awesome. So, but uh, yeah, I, uh, that's for another episode. I pretty much, uh, yeah, just a big. Yeah. Uh, I have no. I mean, I won't say I have no issues with the prequels, but I love the prequels. I will say that I love the prequels, but I mean, obviously, I I know there's some issues with them. No, I mean, there's issues with every all the Star Wars movies in some respects. So. Yeah, exactly. But 
I think the problem with people wow. is... <laughs> what are you doing over there? <laughs> are you eating pretzels again, Kenny? The problem is that everyone is set in their nostalgia for 1977, A New Hope, Star Wars, and they can't look past... You know, and see that there's a difference. And I think that is why everyone hates the prequels. And that's why, you know, some fans don't like the new movies. Yeah, that's true. People, yeah. Well, that actually, Twitter and Reddit will have to get into another episode because that's a whole different ball of wax on the Star Wars fandom. So, I mean, was there, is there anything else, you know, as introducing yourself, enjoy about Star Wars that just you take away, you know, what what's the one thing that you can always feel when you watch a Star Wars movie? I guess I don't know if that's a good way of putting it. I guess for me, I just like I can watch a Star Wars movie. Like if I have a rough day at work or whatever, I can come home and pop in a not even pop in anymore. Like it's just on my Apple TV. I just find it and watch it. But like just put mm-hmm. on a Star Wars movie and like kind of I just pick a movie based on whatever kind of mood I'm in that day and. Like, I'm good, you know? Like, uh, I'll watch that, and uh, I'm good. Well, I struggle to watch things more than once, you know? I mean, I, I've seen, you know, The Force Awakens probably three or four times. And I'll see, you know, The Last Jedi more, you know, I'll see it a few more times. Like I said, more than once or two or three times. So, Nick, what about you? What's your story? What's my story? Well, I was born a small black child in Alabama. Oh, no. no. I was... What? Oh, that wasn't what we were talking about, was it? You're no. Steve Martin. Oh, I am Steve Martin. Just less funny. No, <laughs> uh, funny. my story of Star Wars, I didn't really follow Star Wars until probably 97 when the uh, special editions came out. My grandmother, as you guys are all sickly aware, tired of hearing about, uh, worked in the film industry, so she got us free passes to see the movies early. And I saw them in the theater for the first time, so... That's pretty much when I got, you know, the love for Star Wars. I didn't really honestly start reading the books till, God, how long ago was it? You know, 10 years ago when I started reading, like, the Han Solo trilogy. and uh, Which Han Solo the, trilogy was it, Nick? The Han Solo? It was the uh, one where he, uh, you learn about him as a child, you know, growing up. and uh, Okay. You know, so, as a so, pirate, so. so not the, the original Han Solo trilogy. No, 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 no. I, I, I keep forgetting there's two trilogies. No, this is the one that... Is that what the uh, new they movie's going to be about? No, What's I'm that? sure it'll be completely different from both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because no, no. they're both not canon anymore. So the new yeah, which sucks because that also trilogy is one of the most intense books I've ever read. It was so good, but uh, I mean, you know, like I said, I watched the movies religiously. I uh, remember one time I was watching the movie and uh, I had surround speakers in my uh, my bedroom of my house and. Uh, my mom coming up after she got off work and she said, can you explain to me why I'm getting calls from neighbors about you uh, blaring the uh, movie? I'm like, I don't know, it's Star Wars. You know, they were in the middle of the trench run. It's loud. Yeah, like, well, don't do it, that you again. You gotta have it loud. Like, you gotta have it loud. I mean, yeah, I mean, <laughs> watching Star Wars for Christ's sakes, you know. Yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, with most things in my life, you know, meeting, of course, you guys, you know, especially Carpenter with... Uh, you know, we started talking security about, you know, Star Wars and stuff like that. And he recommended books to me and whatnot. And uh, 
that that's pretty much like everything started you know with star wars like i said it's, it didn't go back to like 83 even though i'm sure my parents took me to see star wars when i was a year old you know something they would do so but not ghostbusters uh, what's that but not ghostbusters oh shut up <laughs> <laughs> you had to bring that up didn't you I, at some so point it, it had to come up that's <laughs> a story for another day yes so, but, uh, you know, I started, like, really getting it. Once I started reading the books, and, the, the, especially the, the prequels when they started, you know, being developed, I think it was 97, when they first started getting going and stuff like that, I got really excited, and I got to see Phantom Menace early and stuff like that, and, you know, actually, when I would see Attack of the Clones, I got to see it in the first digital theater that they ever put out, so, which was really cool. I mean, yeah, like I said, my story's not anywhere near exciting as yours is, Carpenter, where I, I, had no, I didn't have any friends that had the Star Wars toys or anybody, you know, that I knew, especially growing up, that, you know, if I had somebody like, for instance, like you or somebody, you know, out there who does other podcasts that read Star Wars, if I had grown up with people like that, I think I would have been more into Star Wars when I was a kid, but, you know, with me being, like, a huge movie fan, I've more, always more gravitated towards the movies anyways, so, like I said, you know, I like Revenge of the Sith, Attack of the Clones is a different story, but that's where that's where I pretty much stand. You know, I, I did collect some of the toys when the Phantom Menace came out. Um, I've been to like several. I've been you know Star Wars Celebration. You know, I'm sure you know. I know you, Carpenter, have been to one or two of them. I think one, one. Just this okay. year, and this year was the first. That's something that you know. You know, I'm sure we'll get into this further down the line. But you know, after hearing Brian's story, and you know, I know you went to the Star Wars Celebration too. Yeah, that's something I could definitely go to next year. Yeah, just don't do what I did, where you waited 17 hours for the 40th anniversary panel. And uh, you felt like your life was going to die because you're sitting on a concrete floor for 14 hours. Nothing. I mean, it was worth it because, you know, uh, John Williams was there, Harrison Ford, Mark Hamill. You know, all the the celebrities were there, and uh, it was worth it. But, man, my back was killing me. It was... For me. And they tried to get me to to wait for... uh, the uh, last Jedi panel. I'm like, you guys are, you guys are crazy. For me, I, rather... I, I spent most of my time at Celebration standing in line for uh, autographs. And like, uh, yeah. thank God for my How wife. Thank God for my wife. Oh. She was like, uh, spent a lot of time in lines for me. Just and like, she couldn't couldn't have cared less. Just but, standing uh, there on her phone. She was just watching watching Hulu, <laughs> just waiting. In line. I remember I'm like I'm tr- I'm like walking in and I'm like passing John Boyega and stuff like that and I'm like I text you on the phone I'm like where are you and he's like I'm in line an hour later you know because I watched some of the live Star Wars stuff through StarWars.com and I'm like texting you again I'm like where are you and you're like I'm in the same fucking line I'm like what the hell are you doing what line is this I think it was like for Billy D Williams or something like that or that was a long one. Peter Mayhew I'm like good god man what and then I, I know autographs are important but like man that's as bad as me waiting in line for the 40th anniversary panel and then there was the Timothy Zahn like I was waiting to get Thrawn the book autographed by Timothy oh, Zahn yeah. and like I got up I was like the the next person in line to get an autograph and and they were like trying to cut the line off like okay this is this is the last person it was kind of like Kenny's like <laughs> like we went to a Phillies game in Clearwater and Jimmy Rollins was signing autographs and Kenny was like the last I was the last line. one and he's like you couldn't sign one more autograph like is it that and hard? he just walked off like Kenny was 
the one person who didn't get a Jimmy Rollins autograph. But but luckily, Timothy Zahn signed that last autograph, so I have my Thrawn book signed. Yeah, but I know you're pretty devastated. Were you able to get the special edition of that book? No, I wasn't. Like it was gone. So I had that was the worst. That that's the worst part about the Star Wars celebration thing, is. I wanted to get some of the pop figures that they had there, but you had to like be in a lottery to get them. I'm like, then I ran over to the store and the line was like four hours long, and yeah. uh, so it's, it's always a mess when they when they they, they never never go well. So it's no, I agree. And didn't run it. like the Hasbro booth had a a six inch. It was a Black Series fortieth uh, anniversary. They did like the it was like the on the the six inch. Hasbro Black Series on a vintage card. X-Wing Luke was the, the Hasbro exclusive. And at the time, I was like not a... I was... I had kind of not started the figure collecting. I was doing Pops. I was doing Lego. Really uh-huh. nothing else. So I didn't even I didn't even try to get one. But like looking back on it, the thing is worth like... It's it's probably selling on eBay now for like 250 bucks. And it was like 20 bucks Holy at the crap. time. And it's yeah, the only... Uh... It's the only 40th anniversary um, Black Series figure I didn't get. Like, I got the R5-D4 from GameStop, and then I got the other ones. But, uh, yeah, I never got the X-Wing Luke. Yeah, that's pretty crazy, because uh, I remember, was it Celebration 2? They had they had that George Lucas uh, uh, action figure. I was able to get one, but they were, like, on eBay for, like, $300 a piece, and people were paying them, like, this is, I, I still have it. I'm like, this is like one of the worst action figures I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, and, but uh, like I'd kill to get it at this point. Yeah, <laughs> I might just give it to you because I don't want it in my apartment anymore. Yeah, I'm tired of looking at George Lucas as an act. The only bad thing is the card on the back of it is starting to bend. So uh, I don't if, know. If you give it to me, but, uh, I'm sure I would take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm I, sure you would. I might just give you uh you want a Homer Simpson pop figure? Uh, that's that's right up there too. Like, what do you want to give it away for? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I have I have like I have like no space for anything in my apartment anymore. Well, I'm right I mean, there. I might with just get you. rid of my cats because I have no space. I just gave Kenny three Black Series figures today because I've got extras and I don't have a place for. Hey, I have a he, storage uh, unit. He, I'm started with my. You have a storage unit. Because... I have a storage <laughs> unit, and like uh, my spare bedroom is with crap like I, I i started my pop collection because he had an extra and so i got it so <laughs> that kind of got me started so with one and now i have you know i'm up to like 14 but you know. but yeah so yeah, today I, uh... today he came over i gave him three black series figures and a shinsuke nakamura pop <laughs> shinsuke. and it oh, will be man, displayed like... prominently on my shelf they uh I saw some Home Alone pop figures when I was at Target today. I'm I like, love those. Oh those are awesome. Eh, it just, I've gotten to the point of, like, when I first started with the pops, I was like, oh, that's cool. That's cool. I got to get that. I got to get that. So I was buying DC. I was buying, like, TV shows I liked. Like, all this stuff. Now I have, like, two boxes of pops in my storage unit that, like, <laughs> I don't know why I have these. Anyway. Uh, so, anyway, what's, what's, uh, Let's kind of wrap this up because we're actually like forty minutes into this already. So and we we're... haven't even gotten to the uh, last. Yeah, we haven't got to. Like, we had this whole schedule planned out for what this whole podcast, but it's like as things do, things change, and we ramble on about stupid shit. But anyways, let's kind of uh, move on to uh, Last Jedi. Um, 
we'll talk a few minutes. You know, we won't spoil anything at the moment. Why? We'll talk yeah, a few we're spoiling things. Why are we not spoiling? At the time that everybody's listening to this, if they haven't seen it, that's on them. <laughs> okay, Kenny. No, uh, <laughs> I, I agree. Like, isn't that what we're going to talk so about? Anyways, all right, so we'll go into our initial thoughts of what we thought of the movie, and then we'll talk about spoilers later on. We'll we'll let you know when we're getting into spoilers. But uh, so so let's get into spoilers. It. Like, uh, Last Jedi. Now. What's that? If you don't want to listen to spoilers, stop now. <laughs> yeah, because right, so we'll just talk I about the movie. I can't guarantee <laughs> I, I won't let anything slip at this point. I think I think if you're listening to this podcast and you want to listen about Last Jedi, I think you should see the movie first. And then, all right, yeah, I'm pretty sure if anybody's uh, listening, they've already seen it. So let's talk about it. Last Jedi. What did you guys think of it? I, I'll give my initial thoughts in a second, but like, what did you guys think overall? I liked it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And there was a lot going on. Uh, I've seen some negative reviews, but I've also seen some really, really positive reviews. And I don't. I uh, I disagree with the negative ones. It was great all the way through. I've got a couple Good. nitpicks with it, but for the most uh-huh. part, I, I don't. I don't understand how anyone cannot like it. What about you? No, I, I'll i be honest with you. I think it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. That's my personal opinion. I, it's probably not going to be a popular opinion, but as a person strong who... Strong take. That's a strong take. Here, here's my honest opinion. For a movie that plays off of the Force, base battles, treachery, everything what a Star Wars movie should be, I think this does it better than any Star Wars movie has ever done. Is Empire Strikes Back a great movie? Absolutely. But this movie takes Star Wars to a point where it's so complex, it moves the story so far ahead, it uses characters in such an insane, awesome ways that I never felt that even Empire Strikes Back. That I mean, it's just it was it was mind-boggling. I mean, there's scenes in this movie that rival any other space sci-fi movie I've ever seen in my entire life. Um, like I said, there's some like I like Empire Strikes Back, but I can't I can't deny what Ryan Johnson has done with this movie. Um, is there some nitpicks I have with it? Of course, but I have nitpicks with every movie, as you guys are aware. When it comes to movie reviewing, so <laughs> so what's so what's your no. biggest nitpick with the movie? Uh, my biggest nitpick, and you guys will probably guess this, there's some editing choices with the wipes, especially really? in the beginning, uh, I, where I, I kind of feel like it, it's kind of like jumping too quickly. Like it, it's just it's really it's really weird. That's that's so, not a, it's so Nick. It's I not guess. a story. Or plot, <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's like it's a nitpick. It's not. No, I get it. This is like, a major this is, issue this I is, have with it. It's just it's just small it's, things that it's totally that don't detract from the movie, but it could feel like they could be done a little bit better. Surprise me at all. You, <laughs> that's why I said you, this is the most Nick thing you've ever heard. So, as a movie fan, that's what I do. So, when you, when you talk to Kenny and I, like it's going to be totally different. Like I'll tell you my biggest nitpick right now while I got the microphone and everybody's listening to me, is Flying Leia. Oh, you mean the Superman <laughs> Flying Leia? No. Not why, even. Why, not even. She's why like does that bother action, you? She's like an action figure just floating through space. <laughs> There's like no movement. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, but space was, there really isn't was, movement. Harry Guardians of the Galaxy. There, like Star-Lord did the same damn thing. I, I like, just, come on. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I get I get that she was using the force and she drew herself in but it was like that pose it was like she was just immobile like there was no movement whatsoever and i've seen the movie twice now and both uh. times have like 
It's like there's a statue just floating through space. I don't know. I mean, it didn't really bother me. I don't know. I, I didn't have a problem with it because I felt like she was using the Force in the way that... Because the, the whole movie talks about how the Force is wrapped around us and how it's used to push us forward. I mean, like, for instance, when Snoke is pushing Ray forward, I mean, she's not moving, you know. She's being pushed towards Snoke itself. And But I mean, there's I, a reason for that. Snoke is holding her in that position. There's yeah, but there's no one her. holding Leia in in that position. I don't know. Like I said, it didn't. I guess it didn't really bother me as much because it was. It seems like it's, a minor. It's, it's, it's get, very minor. It's a very minor nit. Like it doesn't. No, no, I'm not. Like I said, opinion if, if that's bothers you, that's fine. I just I didn't feel like it bothered me. I know there were some people in the theater snickering at that part, and it's understandable because a lot of people they were like, "Oh, that looks like Superman" and stuff like that. But but not even. I don't know. It's like. It's like a, I don't know, like the Statue of Liberty, just <laughs> floating through space. It's, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but like, but it's so minor. It's like the, it's uh -huh. like the, like my favorite Star Wars movie is Revenge of the Sith. Uh -huh. It's it's kind of a toss up. Revenge of the Sith, Rogue One, but we'll, we'll go we'll go with with Revenge of the Sith at this point, and there is that. Uh, you know, obviously, the scene at the end, the Darth Vader, no! Like, that's my nitpick from Revenge of the Sith. Like, uh, come on. Do you have nitpicks through, like, every movie? Yeah, I'm that sure. One, like, I'm, I'm sure, sure you I have can think of something from every movie. Too, right? Empire Strikes Back, it's the, um, it's metal. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, the, the probe droid on the Hoth base. I, I don't know, just that line. It's metal. I'm actually, I'll be honest with you, I'm actually surprised that the Snoke uh, not getting revealed or what he is or who he is didn't bother you at all. Then I was because, like, I was talking to some friends last I, night and they were like, that was the biggest problem in the movie. Like, who the hell is Snoke? I'm like, he's I, just a, maybe he's just a fanatic, you know, a guy, like the whole Ray thing. Why does it have to be somebody? It's but, been my whole argument for two years. Snoke is Snoke. Like he doesn't need to yeah. be somebody, and it's my it's my same argument with Ray doesn't need to be anybody. Like the galaxy is like infinite. It doesn't need to have. Like, it doesn't need to be so small that she needs to be related to a Solo yeah, or right. a Skywalker or an Obi Wan Kenobi. I'm I was glad like to hear she's nobody. Me too. But do you think that's true? What's that? Know. That she's not related to anybody? Yes. I don't know. We'll see what J.J. Abrams does with it. But, like, I'm okay with that she's nobody. I'm okay with that. And I think that's the disappointment of a lot of fans out there is that, like, all the speculation for two years has, like, culminated in the fact that she's nobody. That's awesome. <laughs> I agree. So, I mean, I, I mean... What's that? Like he was kind of saying, some, some of the issues with... You know, people that are upset about this reveal, you know, kind of goes into, you know, the, people have been sitting around, you know, I, I use a wrestling term, fantasy booking, you know, are coming up with ideas of how they would like things to be. And then, okay, so they don't turn out to be what you thought they would be. And now you're not happy. Uh, I mean, that's kind of what we're dealing with here. So it's not what you thought it was going to be. Big deal. I like that's the a, reveal. A, I hope it's. I would say that's the thing that always like bothered this. me with. Uh fanboys and stuff like that is they can't get past their own fucking wall of fog 
to realize that maybe it doesn't go the way they want it, and that's why they get all crybabyish and stuff like that. And, you know, it happened during like BVS and it ha- or Batman vs Superman. It's like people don't want to look past. Maybe it wasn't what they expected, and you know, different. But, they want to have again, if the I same. Spent two full years thinking in my mind of what. All right, this is what it is. And then you wait two years, and then it happens, and that's not what it is. Okay, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get upset, but don't get ahead of yourself. Yeah, I think people just read too much into stuff. Like, um, I think Ryan Johnson like looked at a lot of that stuff and kind of just threw it right out. Like, I mean, go back to the the very beginning of the movie and the lightsaber. You know, everybody waited for two years to find out what Luke was going to do when Ray handed him the lightsaber. And what did he do? He just tossed it over his shoulder. Oh, by the way, with that, I made it. I made I made a joke prediction like two years ago after I watched The Force Awakens. And when she's handing the lightsaber to uh, Luke, I'm like, you know what's going to happen? And this is a complete joke. I said, Luke's going to take the lightsaber and throw it into the ocean. What does he do? He takes the lightsaber and th- I mean, he tosses it behind him. But it's the same thing. I'm like... You know, Luke's basically like, "Oh, I don't want any of this kind of shit. I want to. I, I don't want anything to do with this anymore." And and I think that's that itself is pissing a lot of people up. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you've looked at the uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, Nick, but I mean, it, it's got like a ninety three percent score with the critics, but it's only at like fifty seven percent with the audience. Oh yeah, because it because it's not what they want. They want that's what I was Luke saying. To... Yeah. Exactly. That's Can what I was saying. People thought about for this for two years of what they wanted to be, and and if it's not what they wanted to be, they're going to be mad. So you're in a pretty much lose lose situation when you're coming to filmmaking here. Yeah, I mean, Kenny, Kenny and I were reading through the reviews, and it was just comical, like what what people were upset about. I mean, I have. Oh a, yeah, know, actually, there was a there's a reviewer on Rotten Tomatoes that he has his own website or whatever. And there's a completely different movie that got 100%. But he gave it a B-, but he was so upset that it got 100% that he took it down. He gave it a, a rotten score just because he got butthurt over it. And it's like, you know, just people complain about stupid stuff like that. And I don't know. It's just it's very it's very petty and child, childish just to be that angry over something so stupid, I guess. My... my um... Uh, if I could, my small nitpick, and it's nothing to change my review. I love the movie. I'm gonna see it again. You know, I don't know if I'm gonna see it a hundred times like Brian, but I'm gonna see it again. Say it twice. Ninety-eight more times, buddy. Uh, it's just the the rose and the the, the the little the rose fin kiss that they had. It was kind of awkward, awkwardly placed. Maybe that was the point. Like we, I don't need a love triangle going on here. I feel like there's enough going on already to be dealing with stuff like that. Like it's wrong time, wrong scenario. We don't really need it. Yeah, I mean, I I, I can kind of see that. Like the whole uh, Canto bite stuff was. I don't know. What did you guys think about that? Because that that's everything I've heard about. It, that's been the biggest complaint. Is it feels like it's off from the whole entire movie. But I mean, did you guys like that or? Uh, they had like, red dirt. The casino plan. Uh, the oh, casino yeah, plan. Yeah, I like that part. Canto bite. Like, I mean, I, I like it. Like, I don't, I don't really see the complaint of having it in there. But, I mean, I understand the people that will want to complain about it. Like the whole rose, fin, canto bite, to the star destroyer. Like it didn't really, 
play into the plot at all. It was kind of just an added thing. So it wasn't. I, I mean, mean, it, it could have been double crossed. So, it, 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 but it, I mean, the whole thing could have been cut out and nothing would have changed in the plot. But like, it added to it. It it added to the suspense. Star Wars mythos. Like, yeah. whatever. Like, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, I, you give me a four-hour Star Wars movie, Llama I'm not horses. What were those things, though? Llama horse-looking things that were running around? Fathers. Uh, that, yeah, they were running yeah, through the city, destroying everything. <laughs> yes, fathers. <laughs> those things. <laughs> are they in a book somewhere? How do we know what those are? I just, they're, probably in, they're probably in that Canto Bite book, the one... Uh... Dude, I was supposed to get the visual dictionary today from Amazon, but they took it to the apartment complex office, so I didn't get it. I So I don't even have it right now. I can't get it until tomorrow morning. Like, I'm pissed. Well, I mean, as an Amazon employee, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. It's your fault. I know. I blame myself, but I don't blame Cause myself. Because they didn't knock on my door. I've been here all day. Why don't you get one of those keyless entry things that they have now through Amazon where they can enter your apartment and just place a package inside? Why is that? I, I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, anyway like, <laughs> to move along, um, what else? Last Jedi. I mean, okay, so as you've seen the movie twice, do you feel the movie got better the second time than when the first time you saw it, or do you feel pretty much the same? Or No, I think it always does. Because the first time, like, uh, okay, so... Last night, last night, uh, I obviously I went to see it with Kenny and uh, his significant other and my significant other. We went there, and like beforehand, like Kenny will be the first to tell you, I was like nervous as could be. I was just like yeah, ready to giddy. Get... It was like Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it really was. It was like Christmas. So I was like, I was just, I gotta go see it. I, like I can't wait. Oh, 20 more minutes. It was like Peter Griffin. Like. <laughs> 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 So, so like, we finally get there, and, like, we're watching it, and, like, you know, the whole movie, I'm, like, on the edge of my seat, like, uh, what's gonna happen? Like, and I knew, I knew, like, all the major characters, you know, I knew Laura Dern's character, major, you know, uh, Vice Admiral Holdo, I knew DJ was gonna show up, but I didn't know what, I didn't know what they were gonna be. I knew Rose, I knew Paige, like, I have an, I have a Paige action figure, what, what's she gonna do? And she's, like, dead, like. 10 minutes into the movie, you know? Right. Um, so I'm like, you know, just I'm like on the edge of my seat for the whole movie, just waiting to see what happens. Cause I, I went in pretty much spoiler free for the most part. Um, uh-huh. I knew characters. I knew, I knew planets and stuff like that, but I didn't know plot. I didn't know what was going to happen. So I was on the edge of my seat. I was excited. I was nervous. And today I was able to go in and I knew everything that was going to happen so I could just kind of focus like on on dialogue, on background, that kind of stuff. And it was, to me, it was much better the second time around. Yeah, because there's a lot to, if you think about it, you watch it the first time, there's a lot of stuff going on in this movie. A lot of stuff. There is so much stuff going on in this movie that I'm actually just remembering stuff that were in, was in the movie that I completely forgot about. I mean... There, like for instance, like there's the whole scene where they're they finally realize that they have to escape to uh, the sand planet. What is that planet? Uh, Crate or something like that. And so Laura cool. Dern, Hodo's character, takes the ship and puts it in autopilot, or not autopilot, but she steers it towards the uh, that big ship that Snoke's on or whatever. The and then supremacy. she goes to light speed. <laughs> yeah, is that what it was? Yes. But like, 
I, I don't know. I can't remember what it was, but that scene alone, I think, is one of the the best Star Wars moments. I in, like, bet Star they Wars wish history. that Leia was on that ship that turned around. Yeah, it would I mean, have made things a lot easier. Let's talk about that for a second. Okay, so there's two times, two times in the movie where they could have changed, like the the path of Leia. Uh-huh. There's there's the the flying Leia scene, and there's. Well, yeah, I thought I actually thought she was dead after she got blown out of the. Uh, yeah, exactly. That didn't really happen. And then, and then there was flying Leia. Um, but then there's also <laughs> there's also we can have Vice Admiral Holdo in Episode Nine, but now we can't because she she around. killed herself by directing the ship into the thing, which could have been Leia. I mean, right? Nobody wants to see Leia die, but I mean, story wise. It would have made sense, right? It would have made sense. Well, maybe they were... Maybe it was too late. Maybe there's nothing they could do to go back and... But, uh, Uh, yeah. But that, I mean, even even with the fact that Laura Dern's character is dead, you gotta admit that scene was pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's some good good conversation, but, like, the main crux of the story is, you know, finding Luke Skywalker, and uh, at least of The Force Awakens, that's what it was. So, um, Rey finally finds, you know, Luke... He's basically acting like Yoda at first, and doesn't want to train uh, train Ray. So, I mean, overall, did you guys enjoy that? It's not action heavy. It's not like an Empire where he's moving rocks all the time and stuff like that. But you know, to me personally, I thought it was uh, some of Mark Hamill's best uh, acting in Star Wars to date. Yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to seeing Luke Skywalker. Like I said, Han Solo was was my favorite of the original trilogy, but obviously if you're a star wars fan you got to like luke skywalker right so yeah i was looking forward to seeing luke i was looking forward to you know is luke gonna have the the green lightsaber is luke gonna show up and face off against kylo ren i was looking forward to all of that um and i wasn't disappointed with the way it all turned out i wasn't disappointed with the Mm -hmm. ending like none of that i was fine with the way everything played out um yeah, because I thought it was I thought it was interesting. You know, I like the space stuff, um, especially the battles and stuff like that. When it gets into like 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 the slow what they're calling the slowest or uh, blockade runner scene or whatever, I really like when they went back to like the Luke stuff because you know when they start showing the flashbacks of uh, Kylo Ren and stuff like that, I'm like of what him and Kylo Ren how it kind of went down. I think it was kind of interesting because Luke's basically not only has he failed everything that he knew as a Jedi, but he's basically not, in the end, he's just flawed. He's not a great person. He turned his back on everything. He basically admitted that he fucked up in the end. And that's what I thought was great because it shows that even though Luke is considered this hero, this mythical legend, which is what the movie plays on is mythical legends. And, you know, the idea of, this one person can save us. It basically boils down to Luke is just another person with Jedi powers that is basically too scared to live up to helping anybody. You know, he, he ran away and you know, that's when the first order started rising and he was so scared that, uh, Kylo was going to turn into Vader that he basically was going to attempt to kill him and not even try. I'm like, Luke is basically portrayed as that type of character. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but no. Yeah, no. I mean, I thought, I, I thought it was I, interesting. I think it comes back to the whole, you know, the Jedi's um, their outlook on everything. You know, it was the same thing with 
Obi-Wan Kenobi and, you know, Obi-Wan Kenobi failed teaching Anakin and then Luke failed with teaching Kylo Ren. Like, it's the same flawed Jedi story, you know, and I'm not saying that as a negative. I just think that's that's kind of the Jedi mindset and Luke had that going into it and maybe now he realizes that he's wrong. Yeah, because I like how, um, go ahead. Is he is he dead though? Like I'm confused. Um, and, yeah, and, well, no, I, I, I he's like kind of like um, if you've seen Re, uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi, I think he's like a Force ghost now because you so, know he used basically he used so much of the Force to trick Kylo Ren so that he can let the the others escape that he basically consumed himself and became the Force. So excuse so my he, my you know rookie. Star Wars knowledge is there precedent? Well, no, just puts, well, yeah, he died. Is yes. there is there died, precedent for someone to speak or interact with someone that is not with them in other films or books or movies? Like, you know, they're speaking and seeing each other, whether it's Ray and Kylo or Luke and Kylo, and they're nowhere near each other. Is there a precedent for this? As far as the Kylo and Ray. And then Luke at the end thing goes. No, this is this is the the first in any of the movies for that. Yeah, I've never seen them be able to talk to each other. Like, I mean, outside of when Luke and Leia and Empire Strikes Back were, you know, kind of talking to each other in a sense, but. But I mean, they were still relatively close. I mean, she was in best. Yeah. In no, they weren't like millennia was... or galaxies away from each other. No. Yeah, I mean, and and then That's... not seeing each other, they were just kind of like feeling it, I guess hearing it maybe so the thought yeah. here is that he he died because he just overextended himself to show up well he he finally he basically it boils down to he finally lived up to what he is he finally accepted the fact that he has the ability to become better as kind of like use his powers to instead of running away being scared he's able to i guess like combine himself to do something more powerful and more better in the whole. I don't know if that makes any sense. I mean, I've never you been know. a big fan of Luke Skywalker to begin with. I thought in the originals he was kind of immature. Um, and maybe he got a little more mature as it went on. And then, you know, here he's old, but he's still got... He's very flawed. No, so that's that's uh, that's the whole point of the, his character in the movie is he he thinks he he thinks he had it all figured out, and it turns out he didn't. He's just a normal, flawed human being, or whatever they consider themselves in the movies. Yeah, I mean, I think that goes back to all of us. Like, think back to when you were nineteen, twenty years old, and you think you had everything figured out, and you knew everything, and like everything. You know, I I, I'm pretty I knew sure, everything. I'm pretty sure you and I both thought like we were the smartest people around at that time. I, I still know. do. Well. I'm sure we still are, but everyone around us may not have thought that. And like, it took us—I don't know—maturing, I guess. So I think it's the same thing with Luke. You know, he was immature at 19 years old when Star Wars originally first came out, and he was that whiny, "I know everything" kind of kid. And now, you know, it's years later. And he's now Jedi Master Luke Skywalker, and he still doesn't know everything. But it's kind of where we I mean, find you can ourselves. you can see it in like Ray and 
Kylo and Poe and I mean they're showing the same types of attributes where they think they want this specific way and it doesn't like Luke says it doesn't go the way you think it's going to go and she ends up almost making the same mistakes and I think in the episode hopefully in episode 9 if J.J. Abrams doesn't mess it up it'd be interesting to see her kind of go on a different path well, let me ask you this, bringing up J.J. Abrams. Where does J.J. Abrams go after this movie? I mean... Uh, God, if I know, man, because everything they set up in Force Awakens, 90... Like, they talked about this on a different podcast I listened to. 99% of it was completed in Last Jedi. Yeah, I mean... I mean they, they, literally, they literally... Unless unless J.J. goes back to another Death Star or something like that, I mean, who knows what, how they're gonna... Yeah, I mean, like, know. where do you go from here? There's... There's... They've killed off, like, the majority of the uh, resistance at this point. There's what, like, there's enough to fit in the Millennium Falcon, and that's about it. Right. And, and yeah, can I, mean, I, I... I don't know. I don't have any answers for that, because it's just... There, I, there's... I don't can, know. Can that's I why bring it's, up... That's why, that's why it's so... How it moves the story forward is... I, I don't know. It's interesting, I, though. It'd be interesting to see what they do. I don't think it's going to live up to what Last Jedi did, but... Can I bring up something that I've heard no one else mention at this point? Yeah. The Jedi texts. What about it? The books that were in the tree. Yeah. But they're in the show. What, that they were on the Millennium Falcon? Yes. Why is nobody yeah, else yeah. mentioning this? I felt like I was the only one that noticed that. No. They, because they, it's like a see it and you miss obvious. it type of thing. You know, no, there's a lot of people that... So you noticed it. Yeah, I noticed it. Wow, even Kenny noticed it. It was... Well, no, but... I don't pretty know. clear. It's... I don't think I think people are more worried about the humor. You know, you have all the humor in the movie. They think it's out of place, and the whole Snoke thing with him being cut in half. They think you know just for the fact that he was a nobody and he got cut in half. A lot of people have problems with that, and yeah, I yeah, was I've I was really excited talk... by the fact that Yoda was in the movie. So, and but... I've heard like negative comments on the whole Yoda thing. Like it, Yoda didn't look good. Yoda didn't. I don't know. I think I think it boils down to people just want to bitch. People the people want a specific fine. type of movie, and that's not what they got. Well, yeah, and I think we talked I mean, about it's, that. Earlier. It's just the way it is. It's just people. That's what happens when it comes to stuff like Star Wars and DC and Marvel. People expect a certain thing, and when they don't get that certain thing, you know, they don't like it. They refuse to. They refuse to accept different. They refuse to accept something that they didn't come up with in their mind. I was saying that earlier. It, it, I mean, I can only combine things to or compare things to wrestling because that's where I get my background from. But you know, people that fantasy book or think about you know the way things are going to be. Same thing with here. You know, people sit there and think about things and how they're going to be, and then when they're not that, they're not happy. So you know, it, it's on them really. It's not on the filmmaker or you know anybody involved. It's just more on the person that sat around and thought about how they wanted it to be and it's not that George Lucas literally when he made the prequels he made them for himself he's like if you don't like them that's your own problem I made these movies if you want to watch them watch them if you don't want to watch them don't watch them I mean you know, just... I think I think I think sometimes a little bit with like Force Awakens I think Disney got a little scared and so they kind of made it a little safe I, that was my whole big issue with Force Awakens it felt a little safe which is what Last Jedi didn't do Last Jedi was completely not safe when how it did things, you know, because it was, you know, you killed off a lot of people that they set up in Force Awakens. You, I mean, you basically, you killed off Luke in, in this movie for the most part, outside of probably him coming back as a Force Ghost. Phasma. But um, 
Captain Phasma. Oh yeah, Fa- well Phasma Snoke. is she even really that important? I mean, she didn't really do anything in any of the movies. No, but I mean, outside like, of fighting Finn, I, I was just coming up with people we've killed off since that came out in the Force Awakens. Oh Snoke, yeah, I mean Phasma, Phasma. and uh, you know, I'm surprised Hawks made it through the movie. <laughs> he's kind of just a lackey now. Yeah, he's he's kind of the comic relief, but I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is. People are gonna get upset by it people are going to complain about it you know people are going to say this is the worst this is what happened with empire people thought empire was the worst movie they ever made in the star wars like when it first best. came out and now it's considered one of the best star wars movies ever made or best one of the classic movies i mean like, this is going to be a movie that people have to see several times to kind of you know yeah and i think with your original trilogy people nothing will ever top the empire strikes back no matter no matter no, how many not. movies come out no matter how good they are, nothing will ever top The Empire Strikes Back because everybody's stuck in nostalgia and can't get past that. People stuck in uh, the Attitude Era, Kenny. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. It wasn't that great, really. Like you go well, no, back I mean, and... there, were, there were things that were... I think as I've gone back, as you know, I'm not the wrestling guy, but I've gone back and watched some fight matches. There's some good stuff there, but there's some good stuff now. I mean... The last table, the uh, last TLC match. Uh, oh god, well, there was there was the one match. I can't remember what it was offhand, but it was really it was really good. And there's some really good matches. I mean, I NXT like is probably match. some of the best wrestling on. You know, and it's just people want to live in the '80s. It's like when they keep rebooting all these TV shows and all these movies. You know, there's no originality anymore. People want to live in the '80s and '90s, and it's kind of boring to be honest. But I'm pretty sure when when we were younger, like I remember like. I don't know, being a kid, being a teenager, and like 50s and 60s was the thing, you know? Now it's like 70s, 80s, 90s. It's right. there's always that nostalgia and people it's not, always... I mean, it's not a bad thing. I'm not complaining about the fact that the, you know, they'll release something here or there like, you know, I I know some people that all they want to do is live in the 90s and they want to live in the 80s and like you know, and then they complain about stuff that comes out now not being good. I'm like you know, if you give it a chance. But the thing is, the kids that are growing up right now, that are watching the stuff that's coming out now, it, it's like people. It's like kids that grew up with the prequels love the prequels. They would take the prequels over the original trilogy. But the people of my generation, well, well not necessarily me, but um, like the people of my generation, they want to see the original trilogy. Um, so, I mean, it's kind of what you grew up with. I'm sure there's kids right now that are growing up with the sequel trilogy, and 20 years from now, that's what they're going to love. At this point, I'm going to go, go back, and I'm going to watch, you know, I'm going to watch The Last Jedi one or two more times. I'm going to enjoy it. I have no issue with it. I'm excited to watch it again, and I'm excited to see where we go from here. Yeah, I agree. If this is If this is where we're headed, I'm perfectly all right with that. I'll probably go back and read some of the books. I mean... I, like I said, I have no problem with what they're doing, especially after this movie. And I'm pretty sure you guys agree with me on that. I mean, yeah, I have no issues. I mean, no problems with where it's headed. I think Disney's doing a fine job. I, like everybody that's complaining about Disney and what they're doing to the Star Wars, I've got no issues with it. I, I love everything that Disney's doing with it. Yeah, me too. I, I do as well. And I'm and excited. They're getting ready to own everything else, so it'll be just, a good time to work at Disney, I guess. But just, just watching all this, like I'm excited. I will go through and eventually, hopefully, even before the next time we do the next podcast, 
I'll have read a little more, I'll have watched a little more, so I'll have a little more knowledge. And then as we go forward, just have a little more knowledge about each thing. That way I can contribute a little more. Well, I mean, I think what we need to do, just just so we can get Kenny on board with this, is assign some homework every uh, <laughs> every podcast. Yes, Kenny. I, I agree with that 100%. Kenny, it's like we're going to give you school. homework. I begged for homework. It was awesome. Nick, <laughs> Nick, where are you at, too? Like, Clone Wars, Rebels... Like, do, do I watch it? any of it? Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I watch a little, I watch some of the Clone Wars stuff, but with TV, when it comes to TV shows, it's sometimes hard for me to get into shows. I should probably go back and watch, like, so, the full Rebels and Clone Wars. Um, I just, so I don't know. I've been, I've been busy, so a lot of times it's hard to go back and just watch stuff that... So I think that's you know. what we need to do, then, is we need, like, I, I put in our, in our show notes about, um, like, a media review s- segment. And I think that's what we need to do is like uh, assign some homework for the next show, and like this show we talked about the Last Jedi. Next show we need to talk about something else, another movie. You know, I don't know. Maybe we go chronologically. Yeah, I would like to uh, first six episodes delve into that first uh, season uh, of... time top forty thing that you were telling us about. Yeah, like we never even got to that, but the USA did a top forty characters. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah we definitely need to get to I that mean... at some point because they were so off. No, yeah, I can imagine. But uh, all right, yeah, I think that's a good good place to good place to end. I mean, we've been uh, been talking. I mean, we could talk for like three hours on Last Jedi just on how much dense material there is in it. But I'm pretty sure you don't want to sit for three hours listening to us babble on about Last Jedi. So yeah, I really kind of thought uh, thirty minutes was enough for us. But we still have more time to get into this as we move forward. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we have plenty of time. So. But anyways, you know, thank you everyone for listening to our first episode. I hope you uh, enjoyed listening to us uh, go back and forth. So, Kenny, Ryan, thank you so much. Right, thank uh, you. Kenny, if anybody wants to uh, contact you, how do they get a hold of you? They can get a hold of me on Twitter at American Ricky at American Ricky. So where can they find you at, Brian? They can find me on Twitter at R-I-P-R-A-D-K-E. That's at Rip Radke. All right, and you can find me at Big Shadow one one three eight. But uh, anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you, Brian. Thank you, Kenny. Thank I hope you. you guys enjoy. You have a great day, and we will uh, we will see you soon. Sounds good. All right, thank you, Princess. We have a visitor. We picked up something outside the base of Zone Twelve, moving east. Wait, there's something very weak coming through. It's metal.